Welcome to the Think and Lose Weight Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Alberto, from LuisAlbertoTV.com. This is the place where we talk about and discuss how anyone can lose the weight they want, but only if they have the right mindset, which means being committed to discipline, developing good habits, and making the right choices. Hi, guys. Welcome to another podcast. Now, I hope the last one that I did when I was running, that I hope that that wasn't just a little bit too uh, distracting for you. But, you know, it, I just, when I, when I go running, to me, that is my therapy. Although I will always say, and I repeat it very often, that um, exercising is not required in order to lose weight. They are... There are many, many benefits uh, that you get from exercising, and some of them obviously, you know, are obvious. And when you exercise your cardiovascular um, system, meaning your heart, I mean, you're just basically exercising your heart muscle. So when I go running, I I get all this. You know, first of all, when I run, I'm either on on YouTube or I'm listening to an audio book. And sometimes I just, I get inspired and, and different thoughts come to mind and I feel like, oh my God, I, I have to, I have to write this down, but I'm, I'm running so I can't. So, so I decided to just go ahead and, and do the, uh, the podcast while I was running and, and that had, um, it's an interesting thing to do because I remember when I first started running that I wasn't able to talk while I ran. And a lot of people have that problem, but the more you do it, the, the more you exercise, the more you, you become accustomed to it, it, uh, it gets easier and it can be done. And obviously, as you can see, I did the podcast uh, while I was uh, running and, you know, I mean, my breath was fine. You just heard the bouncing and, and, and hopefully that wasn't a little too distracting. Now, the neighborhood where I live, I mean, there's a lot of hills. So I don't know if you notice sometimes when I was running uphill and then when I was running downhill, you can tell that it became a little bit easier to speak when I was going on the downhill. But, uh, but yesterday I did six miles and, and like I told you, I, um, I came up with, with the idea of running 1000 miles this year in 2019. And usually that's not a, a very difficult thing to do if you start early. However, I came up with this idea and I said, you know, that I guess I challenged myself sometime in May, sometime in May. <laughs> so, so what I had to do was um, I had to seriously, um, you know, up the miles that I was doing each day uh, in order to be able to complete the 1000 miles by the end of the year. And right now I am, I believe, at about 970 miles. So there's no problem with me uh, getting the 1,000 miles before the end of the year. And again, and that's just a challenge. You know, I challenge myself. And it's really important to always challenge yourself. Because if you don't challenge yourself, then you don't know where you're going. Uh, you know, th- you know, it, it's, it's almost like a, having a, a map, uh, having a GPS that kind of, that, you know, you first have to put your destination, where do you want to be? 
And that's what I did. And I do that all the time. I'm always setting different challenges and goals. And it's not, it's not enough to say, I have to lose weight. It's not enough to say, I have to eat healthy. Those are very open-ended uh, statements. They need to be defined. And you need to have a definitive purpose. So instead of just saying, you know, because to be honest with you, when I wake up in the morning, I weigh about maybe like sometimes I weigh about 170. Usually I go to the bathroom in the morning and then guess what? I put my, you know, I weigh myself and I'm 168. Well, I just lost lost two pounds, you know, in the bathroom. So don't just say that I'm going to lose weight because losing weight could be one tenth of a pound. That's not what you want. So set a specific and definitive goal. So if you weigh, you know, 220 pounds and you want to weigh, you know, 170, then say, I am going to weigh, I'm going to lose um, 50 pounds. It's simple as that. So you, you make that goal and you stick to it. Now, it's not going to happen right away. It's not going to happen right away. You see, you didn't gain the weight in one week. So you are not going to be able to lose the weight in one week. To, to think so is, is just, uh, it's not realistic. And, and that's why a lot of people get um, discouraged because they're not losing the weight fast enough. And then, you know, they, you know, like right now, we, we're in December of 2019. Well, guess what's going to happen at the beginning of the year? The gyms are going to be full. Everyone with their New Year's resolutions. I mean, like, really? New Year's resolution? How many times, how many years have have you or do you know someone or you know of someone that has made a New Year's resolution that they're going to lose weight or they're going to exercise? And guess what? They do the same thing every single year. You don't make a resolution in January. You don't make it next month or next week. You, you, you make a commitment and you do that right now, today, starting right now. And I'll, and I'll give you the, it, it's kind of um, cliche to say that, you know, every marathon starts with one single step. Well, that's true. 26.2 miles. Like every day when I go running and, I, and lately I've been doing anywhere between four to six miles every day. Every 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 day I start, I, it starts with one step. But you know what? You take one step, then you take another and another, and you don't even think about it. And eventually, you're almost there before you even realize it. Guys, you can make amazing changes to your body in just 90 days. 90 days is all you need. If you're able to, to, to hold on and, and, and stay strong and, 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 and be committed, in 90 days, you will see some amazing results. And I'm not talking about exercising. I mean, I exercise because I really do enjoy it. You know, I like to have a little bit of muscle. You can be totally thin and, and you know, and not be fat but then you're what they call sort of skinny fat, where you're not going to have any muscle, and then you look great with your clothes on. But, you know, it's nice to be 
filled up, man, to have, you know, good biceps and the chest and the six pack and whatnot. I enjoy that. And in order to get to that level, you do have to exercise. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. But you don't have to exercise to lose weight. So how many people do you guys see at the gym? And you maybe because I remember I, when I was going to the gym, I have not been inside of a gym in the last two or, or three years. But I remember that there were people that I would see at the gym every single day and they would work out, man. I mean, I'm like, wow, here's the problem. They never made any changes. They looked the same. They were slightly, I want to say slightly overweight. I mean, they, they had nice biceps, nice triceps, maybe nice chest, but then their stomachs. They had a large waist. They they were not thin. They were not fit. I mean, I, I take that back. They they were fit. I mean, being fit and being uh, thin is, is two separate issues. I mean, you can be fit but still be a little bit overweight. I mean, they, I don't think that that they you have to have both. I mean, you necessarily have to ha- have both. Okay, they could be separate. I remember these guys were like fit. They were you know big muscles, but they have the big waist. And they never, they never lost that weight. Would you know why that was? Yeah, they were at the gym every day. They had a, they have a healthy heart, but they don't lose the weight because they eat like crap. You see, we have been lied to ever since we were little kids. Our parents were lied to. We grew up. We grew up thinking that fat was bad for you. If you grew up in the late 70s, early 80s in the United States, that was the, you know, it was like the war against fat. So what did we think? We think, well, if we if we stop eating fat, then we would remove the fat from our waist. We're not going to get fat anymore. So let's go ahead and, and just uh, uh, let's start this war against fat. You know, fat is bad. Carbs are good. Protein is good. Of course, protein is good. But we grew up with, with this crap in, in our foods, you know, called sugar, high fructose corn syrup. And everything that uh, most everything that we eat, most everything that we have in our houses um, uh, basically has a lot of sugar in it. So think about it. Anything that's in a box, in a can or in a bag, will have a lot of sugar in it. That That is just a fact. And you go into someone's pantry, and that's the majority of the food items that you will have. And I don't even, I don't even feel comfortable calling those things food. They're not food. They are poison. And it is the poison that we have been feeding ourselves that our parents unknowingly have been feeding us since the 1970s, and maybe even before that, but at least since the night since I got to the United States. And it's just amazing because we don't we don't even realize it. I, I said in a previous podcast, a previous episode, that I used to think that, you know, I used to look at, you know, this is before I really got into this thing, man, and I and I really you know, uh, started to to do some research, I would look at a fat person and say, look at that fat slob. That guy is fat because he wants to be fat, because he eats like a pig. You know what? I I have changed 
my, my thought about on that on that top on that issue. I think that that person is a victim. That person is overweight because he is he or she is a victim because you we have been lied to all this time. You get a box that says heart healthy, a box of cereals. Guys, cereal is is crap. There's nothing good in there. The majority of the crap in a box of cereals is sugar. There's no nutritional value, but it says heart healthy on the outside. It lowers cholesterol. So our parents see that in the supermarket. They watch the commercials on television and they go, oh, wow. If the TV is telling me that it's good for me, that it's healthy, that it can lower my cholesterol, then I must get it. And you know what? And you go to the doctor and they'll tell you the same thing. But the thing is that the doctors don't know crap about nutrition. I mean, they know just a little bit, but I I certainly can tell you that a doctor probably doesn't know as much as I do about nutrition because they don't treat the source of the problem. They treat the symptom and they do that by giving the person medicine, medicating the person, prescription medication. So when our parents see this stuff on television when we were growing up, they buy it. They say, oh, it's healthy. Oh, it's, you know, 100%, you know, grain, you know. Um, and all this stuff is, you know what? A pantry should probably have, the only thing I would put in, the only thing I put in my pantry, guess what it is? It's avocados. And I only do that when I go to the store and I get the avocados. Here's a On a side note, here's the secret to avocados, to getting the perfect avocado. Don't ever buy an avocado at the supermarket that is already ripe. Once you do that, you take it home, you're going to see all those little black marks on the outside, the bruising and all that. Get the avocado when they're the hardest. Like, you know, they're like, you know, they're like a rock. Get them green like that. Bring them home and put them in the pantry where it's dark. In about two to three days, that avocado will be perfect. Then you pull it and you put it in the fridge. You can have five, six, seven avocados and you take one, you know, every day. I would say five. Yeah, get five, not seven. The fifth one on the fifth day will still be really good to go. I mean, that's the secret for the avocado. So that is the only thing that I would have in my pantry. See, anything else that I eat... I keep it in the fridge. And by that, I mean, I have my meats, I have my fish, you know, my chicken, my beef, whatever it is, and then vegetables. And, you know, and of course the avocados, once they're, they're, uh, they're ripe. That's it. Oh, and I take that back. And I would also have in the pantry, a big container with sorted nuts, raw nuts, Okay, and I put them all together in a big, I buy them, you know, separately, then I mix them up and that's it. That's, that's my, the only snack that I do, it's right there. So that's it. That's the only thing that's in my pantry. But if you walk around and you, like my best friend, you go in his pantry and what's in his pantry, it is directly uh, proportional or exactly resembles what he looks like. He's a tall guy, 6'1", 6'2", but he's got 
a little bit of a tire around his waist. And you can't really tell when he's got his clothes on, but when he's got the clothes off, you see he's got the, the, the love handles, man. And that is not healthy. But again, it is, you can look at the, I can walk into anybody. You know what? I probably, I probably can go into any, into someone's pantry. And by looking at the pantry, I can probably guess that person's weight. It's, it's incredible because it, it's, it, it really resembles what the person looks like. And all those things in that pantry, my friend's pantry, have sugar in it. Sugar is your enemy. I will say this probably in every podcast. Sugar is your enemy. And the only way that you're going to be able to lose the weight, the only way that you're going to be able to make positive improvements in your body and be healthy it's by removing sugar from your diet. Once you do that, it is amazing what you will see. But you have an addiction. It is an addiction that has been happening ever since we were little kids. And it's, 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 it's basically the, uh, if I want to call it the, the, the drug use of using sugar that has been passed down by our parents. And the majority of people are passing, they're perpetuating, you know, the same thing on, on their children. And that's why you see kids nowadays, uh, nowadays that, that are just obese, it wasn't like that before, guys. It wasn't. Now, I grew up in Cuba. Now, yes, growing up in a communist country was definitely a negative. And I am glad that I came to that my parents brought me to the United States when I was 12 years old. I mean, this is the greatest country in the world. But one of the things that that I, that I want people to understand is growing up in Cuba, everything was just natural. There was no processed foods. Nothing was processed. So people had a very healthy diet. However, when we got to the United States, and I remember walking into the supermarket the first time ever. It was in June of 1980 in Hialeah, Florida. And I remember walking around going, wow, look at all these things. And I would ask my uncle, uncle, you know, look at what, what, you know, can we buy this? And he goes, yeah, you can get anything you want. You know, there was, there wasn't just one, um, one brand of, of something or one kind of something. I mean, there was maybe 10 or 15. And the thing is that the majority of those foods had sugar in them. See, that was something new when I came to the U.S. I, you know, the, in Cuba, it wasn't like that. You had one of whatever. But, you know, so, so the foods that we ate, even though there were uh, lower, uh, smaller quantities, but the foods that we did actually eat in Cuba were, were healthier than the food that you have here. You didn't have all the uh, pancakes and all the cereals and all that other crap. That's just not something that, that we had in, in, in Cuba. But here in the United States, that's when, when people, a lot of the people that came from a different country that migrated into to the U.S., 
you know, I think that as time went on, they they were they started to get uh, fat. I mean, there was just so much an abundance of of food here that hey, man, it's good. You know, I mean, I can't believe you have all this stuff, and we kept eating. And it's not so much how much we ate, but the quality of the foods that we ate, because sugar will do some crazy stuff to your body. Once you become addicted to sugar, it's just all all your organs. You know, your, the way your liver. You know, processes, you know, it, it, you know, people will develop diabetes and all that other stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's sad what, what happens. And yet here we are worried about, you know, pot, which again, it, I, I've, I have never used any type of drug whatsoever. And I will never, ever use any type of drug. But you have something that comes from the earth. It is a plant. And, you know, now, of course, a lot of the states are, are, are making it uh, uh, legal to use. But this is, you know, we've had this war on drugs for many years. It's like, really? How many people die in accidents uh, because they were high on pot as opposed to alcohol? <laughs> and alcohol is legal. And alcohol will do to your body some really crazy stuff, man. You know, so, but anyway, not to to get into that subject. But my point is this, I mean... It is the foods that we eat that will dictate how we look. And if you're able to, to, uh, to change your diet and remove sugar from your diet, you will see some amazing results. So when I was running um, you know, the other day and, and, and recording the, uh, the podcast, it, um, you know, I mean, th- that was just uh, something that, that I felt inspired to do. Because again, all these other ideas come to mind, and and I and I talked about uh, "Can't Hurt Me," which is a book by David Goggin, which is an amazing book, and it's just crazy what this guy went through and all the things that he has done because because of his mindset. And your your mind, it is you know obviously is the most powerful thing in your body. You know, think of the mind as a muscle. It is the strongest muscle in your body because it'll take you to places that you can't even imagine that the majority of us would never even come close to going there. I mean, it is just uh, amazing. And I have been able to do this, this transformation with my body going from 218 pounds to 168 and looking better than I was, you know, when I was in high school. I'm in the best shape of my life, and it's never too late. I'm 51 years old. You can do this. You have the ability to do this, but you got to start now. Don't procrastinate. Don't make a New Year's resolution in January or you know a, a New Year's Eve um, in December. Do it right now. You can if you'd start right now, you're one step ahead. You're actually, by the time the 1st of January comes around, you're going to be way ahead than you would have been had you not started. Think of all the resolutions you have made in the years prior and and how many of those you actually stuck to. So it's not about resolutions. It's not really about diets. It's about making the changes that you have to make and making them right now. And the first change that you need to make is... To change your diet and remove sugar from it. And what I when I say sugar, I mean breads, pastas, 
really remove all the carbs unless they are complex carbohydrates that come from fruits and vegetables. If you do that, man, you will see some amazing results in 90 days. You got to give yourself at least 90 days to see that change, to make that happen. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to me. I'm glad you guys came back. Um, uh, I'm going to see if I can come up with a really good topic for next week. Again, a lot of this stuff just comes to me when I'm running. I mean, to me, running is therapy. And uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know what? I think on the next one, I'm going to talk about, uh, about running. Because a lot of people say, oh, running is bad for you, man. It's going to hurt your, you know, your knees and your lower back and, and I can't run. You know, and I think I have a lot of ideas because I used to think the same way. And then we're going to talk about, about that next week. Until then, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this video, uh, this video, this podcast. I hope you were motivated a little bit, that you are motivated to make those changes, those positive changes, because your mind is the most powerful thing. So remember, think and lose weight, and I'll talk to you next time. Dale.